Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you joined us today. We have a very exciting show lined up just for you. Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real life stories of the biker lifestyle. All right, fantastic. And we have have some sponsors that we'd like to acknowledge today. Absolutely. We have Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And we'd like to acknowledge our contributing sponsors as Thunder by the Bay and Rossiter's Harley Davidson. Yes, thank you there so much. And we have a very special guest that we'd like to bring on with you right now. We are totally revved up today because we are so excited to have Lucy Nicandri with us. She is the executive director of the Suncoast Charities for Children. And those that may not know really what that's all about, please share, Lucy, a little bit about yourself and about the Suncoast Charities for Children and really what brings us together to talk about this amazing event that's coming up. Well, first of all, I want to thank you both for having me on the air, um, and I always love to talk about the charity because the charity is is who produces this festival every year. Um, it's not a promoter giving a donation to a charity. It is purely the charity. We have two employees, um, myself, and I have a hardworking co-worker, Lisa, who works with me, and then we have over 300 volunteers um, that help us with various festivals and events through the year. But our mission is to provide an annual grant to our foundation every year that helps five local nonprofits that support children, teens, and adults with special needs here in the Sarasota County area. Um, and those agencies include Children First, the Florida Center for Early Childhood, the Sarasota County Special Olympics, Loveland Center, and the Haven. So it stretches from Northport, Venice, all the way up through Sarasota. So Thunder by the Bay is one of our biggest fundraisers of the year, and we're very excited about it. That's fantastic. So you stretch all the way from Sarasota, you said down to where? Northport, I think. Northport? Down to Northport. So is that then, yeah. that's, 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 that's a quite a reach. Stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is. You know, we, we do a study every year. Right now, the programs and services that we help fund support over 5,000 clients with special needs of all ages. And I would say... 50% or more come from low-income families. So there's parents trying to get assistance for their children, regardless of their age, and we're able to come in and, and help support programs and services. And between this event and the Sarasota Powerboat Grand Prix, which is a big event during the summertime, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been able to construct a lot of the facilities that these agencies are in, and they occupy those buildings for only a dollar a year. Wow. So That's we're very amazing. proud of that. One good example is the Sarasota County Special Olympics facility in Venice. We built their entire track and their facility where the clients can go and receive the programs and services to help them. So that's just one example of the five of what we do with the money that's raised. Fantastic. I think that's a, an amazing impact on the community. And some just hearing about the organization may not know the depth and level that you really assist. And, you know, I was impressed to hear that it's children all the way up to adults. So there's no segment of the community that's not going to get an impact from what you do. No, you're, you're right, Deb. You know, over the past two years alone, close to a half a million dollars was raised and was divided up among those five agencies. So we want to keep that level of support up. And I tell people, um, you know, even that $5 gate fee to get into Thunder by the Bay is so important. You're helping the bottom line. So, uh, you know, we could, with the talent that we've been able to bring in, charge a higher gate, but we don't want to. We want to make it still affordable for people coming to the festival, um, but still offer them some entertainment for three days. But at the same time, we've got to raise money for the charity. So with all the sub-events we have going on within Thunder by the, by the Bay is a way to do that along with our generous sponsors. 
That's fantastic. Now, I know we want to get into a little bit more, and I'm sort of strange. I like to get some information. We're going to get a little bit more about Thunder by the Bay. But I, I like to know some things, uh, Lucy, about, like, how did you get this started? What, what, what drove you to get this started? And what did the, I mean, sort of two questions into one. And what did Thunder Bay, the, by the Bay look like at the very beginning? Okay, well, I'll give you the Lucy story, as I call it. Um, At the time, I was working for another nonprofit in town, and I had a friend of mine uh, that stopped in, and he said, hey, I want to do a New Year's Day poker run. And I myself had been involved with dirt bikes when I was a young kid, always had had, um, excitement, wanting to be on a motorcycle, ride a motorcycle, have my license, love to ride. And I said, you know, let's do the poker run. And we did it the first year. I think we had, uh, I think we had 90 bikes, and we raised a total of like $150. Okay. And what it was, basically, and this was 22 years ago. Oh boy! We just did a poker run, and we ended up out in Lakewood Ranch that had just started to develop at that time. Well, the following year, uh, before the poker run happened, I said to this other person, I said, you know, I want to make a, a motorcycle festival happen here in Sarasota. And I had so many people say, it'll never happen. You'll never do it. Uh, You know, people won't support it in this area. And I said, well, why not? You know, there's so many other motorcycle festivals that I go to Mm -hmm. in cities bigger and smaller than Sarasota. So I was bound and determined to make a festival out of it. So we continued (laughs) the ride. And then we went to a one day, I'll never forget, it was on Lower Main Street in downtown. We went to a one day festival. Over the years, that grew to a two-day festival. Then it grew to a three-day festival. Um, And then I'll fast forward. As we all know, the downtown area of Sarasota has drastically changed. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of residential units down there now. The whole scheme of downtown has changed. And we, in fact, outgrew downtown. Um, It was hard on our vendors to have to get there at 4 in the morning and only have three hours of setup. And then you have to tear down quickly. And it was really not cost-effective for the charity. Um, we were not getting the financial support of the downtown corridor, which, whether that's good or bad, we have to go where our sponsors, we can make them happy, and we can also charge a gate. And that's what really helped us gravitate over to the fairgrounds, because now, just when we implemented a $5 gate, our net revenue went up $50,000. Um, that gives you some kind of an idea. Yeah. So we had a great run downtown. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But downtown has changed. Yes. And now at the fairgrounds, we have days to, you know, we have multiple days to set up. It gives everybody a little bit more time. Um, we're not jammed up against, you know, condos that are, you know, in the downtown area. So it, it was a win-win, I think, for everybody. And we're, we're excited. But it all started. It all started on a bar napkin, if you can believe this, <laughs> because the, the year after our first poker run, I was relaxing with a nice glass of red wine, which I like to do, <laughs> and I'm writing all these slogans down, Ride by the Bay, uh, Rumble by the Bay, then Thunder by the Bay came, and it was mm-hmm. just determination, and I have to say a lot of people, a handful of people that have been with me since the very beginning, both as volunteers but also as sponsors, and I want to give a shout-out because that was Rossiter's Harley-Davidson yes. <laughs> and Sarasota Ford. They have been with us since the very beginning. Um, and Budweiser. I have to give a shout-out to Budweiser. <laughs> and 22 years later, they're still on board as big supporters of the event along with the other – you know, a big number of generous other sponsors. So we're very grateful for that. That's excellent. What a fantastic story. Thank you for sharing that and go through all that. If you don't feel proud of yourself, you really should. I mean, I can only imagine the amount of people that you've helped over the years. And so we want to give kudos for you. Yeah, that's the bottom line, Chuck. That's really what it's about. And I try to remind people of that. You know, Mm -hmm. we're here doing this event to help others that need our help. Absolutely. And this is going to go under our segment we call Bikers Doing Good. And that's what it's all about. You know, um, part of our show revolves about around the biker mystique and how people think bikers are Mm -hmm. a certain way. Well, this is one of the ways we break that mystique by letting people know how bikers do good. And obviously, by the bikers showing up, coming out to Thunder by the Bay, they're going to be doing some good, just like you have over all these years. Well, I think, too, the other aspect of that— 
you know, yeah. she's got 300 Absolutely. volunteers and you just think of that number, you know, people don't manage that number of employees, let alone volunteers <laughs> in the community that are willing to come out and step up and really do something good. So, you know, bikers doing good. This is just like the ripple effect, you know, the, in the, the little drop of the pebble in the pond and it's reaching a lot of awesome people doing and, great things. And the bikers do show up obviously because of the events that we'll talk about here in a moment, but they also know that it goes to a charity. Correct. Yeah, so I believe it's really so. good. That's right. Yes. Go ahead, yes. Lucy. And you know, and I and I want to say there are a number of bike clubs that come as groups to the event um that not only, you know, come through the gate and pay their $5, they give donations to the charity as well. They run their own raffles. Um, they have events throughout the year, and we try to get several of those clubs on stage, you know, so that they can present their checks to the charity. Wonderful. But it's a great way for them to also get involved and make an additional donation during that weekend. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, that sounds super exciting. Now, it's tell good. us a little bit more. I know you mentioned that you part, have partnered with five organizations in the area. What type of services do they offer? I mean, obviously, the Special Olympics are pretty uh, easy to figure out, but the, what other types of services are really offered for those that are in special need? Well, I'll, I'll name some of the most popular and far-reaching ones, Deb. You know, definitely developmental therapies, which is speech and occupational therapies, uh, infant and early mental health therapies, uh, early childhood education. And a lot of the children that come through some of these agencies are on the autistic spectrum. So the goal is to get them as school-ready as possible and hopefully mainstream a lot of them. Um, and then those that cannot be mainstreamed, then we can get into um, – you know, family advocacy. We have Haven Industries is a good example. Um, they have life skills training facility where some of the clients live in a group home on campus. Some can live at home and just come for the day. So there's residential services, employment services, uh, aquatic therapies, yeah. um, mental health therapies. And, and there's on. a lot of wonderful programs too, such as um, recreation and respite care programs because not only do the clients need help but the families do too sure. um and, and, it, and it teaches the families how to cope if they have a son or a daughter um that may be developmentally delayed and how they can cope with that as parents and get the help that they need too fantastic that yeah that's great because it a is a family things. unit My that's goodness. wonderful Tell us a little bit, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot with this one, <laughs> but is there a story that just warms your heart that, you know, when you think about the good that you do, one that just kind of comes to mind, or are there a few that you could share with the audience that just are a small, you know, semblance of really how, the impact that you guys have? Well, I think I'm going to align it with a story of a, of a family. They have actually two daughters um, that are both autistic. Mm -hmm. And and this aligns with Thunder because I remember when we first started downtown, they would bring their girls down and they just loved the sight of the motorcycles. They liked the sound. They liked to sit on them, see everybody come. Well, these girls are now in their early 30s. Um, and they still come to the event. Nice. They now, they come every year to the bike show on Sunday because they love to see the bikes. And if you... Um, research a lot about autism. Um, there recently was a story of an autistic child that was stimulated by the lights and the sounds that he saw at Christmas time. Mm. And for whatever reason, these girls have become more verbal, um, not only just from Thunder by the Bay, but being exposed to what typically developing children would normally be around. And I think what the story resonates with me is because I know the mom and dad um, over the years, gotten to know them. They come every year. And, and just to know this is just one, one small example out of 5,000 plus clients mm -hmm. that sure. are receiving services and programs. How many more are out there, you know, exactly. that right. are, are attending the event or, you know, having their lives impacted by the services we're able to provide. But these two girls particularly stick out in my mind because it aligns with the event. And I'm sure I'm going to see them again this year, <laughs> Sunday when we have the bike show, um, probably on Saturday, too, because they love the music. But the other thing that happens a lot, I will be out in public and I will oftentimes have a parent come up to me and they'll go, you're the girl that does the bike event or you're the girl that does the boat race event. And you have no impact. You have no idea the impact that 
the agencies have had on my child thanks to the money you've raised. Mm. And if that doesn't warm your heart, not even knowing these people, I don't know what would. But it really touches at the heartstrings. Absolutely. Yeah. It's giving me a little bit of chills just to think about it. I know. I just, I, I can't stop smiling because, you know, I think people just sometimes miss out on the fact of, of what, how much good you can do with just a little bit of effort. And, and so I love that you've really right. taken this on as your life's commitment to do this in our local community. And I'm glad that we can share that with all of the bikers on the, on the yep. radio. And so. I love that story that the girls are going to be out there and you get to see them every year. That's got to yeah. be neat in and of itself. Every year. Yeah. yeah, that's cool stuff. And, man. and yeah, I'd love to every meet year them. And too. Yeah, and they all, you know, they 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 always come up. They give me a big hug, and they go, "Miss Lucy, Thunder by the Bay is our favorite event." And just to just to see that and see how happy they are, um, that really means a lot. Oh, so. absolutely! I can only imagine. And you've seen them growing over the years. Yeah, you know, growing. So yes. It's got to yeah, be fun. Yep. Neat stuff. That is. So, you know, not having dealt with this myself, how would a family that may need your services, how would they learn about what Suncoast Charity for Children's could do to help them if they were in need of some assistance? Well, one of the first things I would recommend is to visit the website, which is suncoastcharitiesforchildren.org. And what happens there is you can go on that website and see a nice listing of all the agencies we support and the services that they provide. And if in doubt, they can also reach out to our office, you know, directly, and we can, and we can go ahead and you know, explain to them some references that they can call and contact. And many times parents will need to visit multiple multiple agencies. It's not just one agency that will provide the services that they need. Mm-hmm. It could it could lean on to two or three different agencies that we support. So, you know, I would encourage everybody to go to the Suncoast Charities website, look at the agencies we, we support, feel free to reach out to us, and then we can provide, you know, contacts for them in turn to Wonderful. be able to, to liaison with. Okay, great. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Know, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Glad you point right. that out. Yeah, Deb. absolutely. So shifting gears now to the upcoming event, Thunder by the Bay. Now, I love yes. that you shared that history because, you know, the community sometimes from the outside looking in, and I've heard this from many in the in the biking community who have a negative taste because it's not in downtown Sarasota. But if they only realized the benefit, <laughs> the benefit received yeah. by moving it from the so-called yeah. bay out mm-hmm. to where it can really thrive and flourish and become much bigger and better than it ever yeah. was before. You know, I think that just changes the paradigm of our thinking. And I love that you shared that for sure. Yeah. And I was going to say, I miss it being downtown, too. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But... Um, you know, usually when I explain to someone why we why we moved, number one, and then when I explain the financial side of things, because, and I'm not saying this is a negative, a lot of people thought that the bars and the restaurants in the downtown corridor, corridor heavily supported this event, and they did not. Mm-hmm. We had maybe a handful wow. that did. And, and they benefited and the so, most. You know, people just didn't understand that. Right. Wow. And, and, and again, like Chuck just said, from the outside looking in, you would have, we all would have thought that they really were the benefactors in that much publicity right there in yes, their own they backyard. Had all the so, business they've got just from the bikers being there. I'm sure they benefited from it in some way or another. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, and every year we did an economic impact study and we mm-hmm. shared that with them. And it was a combination. You know, some, I'm not saying not all, but a few did lend a little bit of support. But it was very few and far between, but they were very, very busy, and I think they saw a lot of business. But it's one of those things. And, you know, the year that we moved out to Lakewood Ranch, I have to I have to add this in because if it wasn't for Lakewood Ranch, we were faced with possibly not continuing the festival. Oh. Um, we didn't have a home. We were basically being forced out of downtown mm-hmm. with city leaders and condo managers, and this is just public information. So... Lakewood Ranch gave us a home, which we were lucky to have because it enabled us to celebrate our 20th anniversary the following year and then grow the festival back up. So that's the reality of it. And I like to get that out there um, so people really know the true story. I think that's important that everybody does know the um, true story yeah, the true story yeah. and how it all came about. It really yeah. makes a difference because there's a lot of different rumors always floating around about that. So I'm glad you got it out there for our listeners to hear and so that they know. Yeah. 
and one of the things I've noticed is that since we moved out there to the fairgrounds, um, that one of the things is, is Deb and I actually stayed out there. We camped out there in a tent <laughs> last year, and that was really cool. That was really neat. We really enjoyed that quite a bit. We didn't have to worry about anything. We just went back to the tent where we were ready, took a nap, did whatever we wanted to do. We could hear the music from our tent. It was just fantastic. Right. So we really enjoyed yeah. it. The other thing that I noticed when we were out there is that um, it seemed a lot different, maybe, because it seemed that that um, there were people from all walks of life there. I hope that's a, a kind way to put things. In other words, there weren't just bikers there. So there were people that, you know, yes. that would come out there. So what are some of the things that, uh, other than the camping, that maybe some of the attendees can expect when they come? To experience. Well, you know, when we rebranded, one of the best things we did, and a lot of other motorcycle festivals are doing this as well now, we rebranded from just a motorcycle festival to a music and motorcycle festival. And the reason we did that is we wanted to make everyone feel welcome. A lot of people thought, oh, if I didn't own a motorcycle or ride a motorcycle, this event isn't for me. And that's not what we wanted. There is such a cross mix of music now and the freestyle demos that uh, mm -hmm. the kids just love that part, um, as well as the bikes, that I think it really has had a, has had a shift in the type of people that attend, meaning um, we are getting a lot of people that are here on vacation as a destination event now, as well as seasonal residents, as well as motorcyclists. So um, that whole rebranding and making sure we have something to offer everyone, even our vendor, our vendors are becoming more diverse. We still and always will have people that are selling motorcycle-related sure. items, right. and that's that's our core, and that's what we started with. But now we're starting to see people that are beyond just selling motorcycle merchandise. Um, you know, they're selling things, you know, sundresses, sunglasses, uh, different stuff. So. Sure. I think that whole variety is, is good. It's good for everybody. Right. It's really good. We met a lot of interesting yeah. vendors when we were there last year. So right. It was a lot of fun. And I, I even bought a patriotic, it's not really a throw, it's more of a cover, because there was one night that I can't remember, maybe Saturday night when the headliner was there. I'm like, yeah, that's a really cool, I saw it on someone else. And so I'm like, I got to find out where I can get that. And I ran and bought one right away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, so, you know, we, this year we, you know, right now are on track to have over 100 vendors um, on display. There'll be a wide variety and we'll have a lot of uh, demo displays as well, which you know, when I say demo displays, I'm talking about, you know, John Deere is going to have a nice display. S&S Motorsports is going to have cars and bikes out there. Excellent. Rossiter's Harley-Davidson naturally will mm -hmm. have a big display of bikes. Um, Geico is bringing their mo their boat to promote the Grand Prix as well as the All Geico right. motorcycle. So cool. there's going to be a lot on display. Oh, it, there'll be tented areas like last year. Um, we'll have a craft beer uh, tent this year where we'll have three different beers on tap on draft nice. selling some souvenir mugs to go along with there that but we'll go. have that Good craft thinking. beer tent as well as the big general tent that people can sit under and we encourage people to bring their lawn chairs we want to make this a music mm -hmm. festival atmosphere mm -hmm. so we want people to bring their lawn chairs and hopefully Chuck and Deb, like you did, many of them will sign up to camp as well because then you don't have to leave. That was Absolutely. great. That was a great. That was a great suggestion that Chuck had done, did last year for us. And you know, I don't know what I was thinking about camping at over fifty, but it was a great time. So if I can do it, hey, anybody can do it, especially the dry camping. So so true. Yeah. Now you talked about music, yeah. so let's just dive right into that whole concept of what bands and what type of music people can anticipate at the festival this year. Great lineup. Yeah, I mean, I'll quickly run through this um, very quickly. You know, one thing before I talk about the music, um, I just want to remind listeners that our tagline is we, that Thunder by the Bay continues to honor veterans, active duty military, and first responders. And, and why we do that is every day we open up with an Honor Guard presentation. We have the Sarasota Police Department on Friday night, and then we have Alpha Company Vietnam Brotherhood doing Saturday and Sunday, um, followed by the National Anthem and a bike blessing that the Christian Motorcycle Association does all three days. So that's very important to us, mm -hmm. um, and that's going to happen every day before we open it up to the entertainment. But on Friday, in keeping with the Valentine's Day theme, we have Love Alive, which is a heart tribute, um, <laughs> followed by In the Light of Led Zeppelin, a Led Zeppelin tribute, and the first 100 people through the gate, ladies, will get a free rose. Um, and I want to thank 
Ed, Bertha, and Kim Burns for providing that. Um, Burns and Bertha Real Estate, they're the sponsor of that. So if you're the first 100 ladies through the gate, you're going to get a rose. All come right. on, ladies. Cool. Sounds like a great yeah. time. So come on out, ladies. Um, Loving that. Yes. Yeah. And then got? on Sunday, we've got a local band, Nobody's Fool, Green River, which is a Creedence Clearwater Revival tribute, um, the U.S. Stones, which is a Rolling Stones tribute, mm-hmm. um, Ultimate Def Leppard. Now, I have to say, I am a Def Leppard fan. It's <laughs> a great right. tribute band. Very yeah. good. Um, and then our featured headliner Saturday night, I was so excited to get them, um, is Warrant. And I'd like to just say a couple things about Warrant. You know, they, they ruled the airwaves and MTV in the late 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the course of their career, they had 10 million albums worldwide. But what a lot of people don't realize is in 2017, they came out with another song, um, which landed in the top 20, top 30, and top 100 of Billboard's independent current rock and top current album charts. So, yes, they were popular in the 80s and 90s, but in 2017, they came out again with another song. So um, I'm very excited that they're going to be our featured headliner. And if people do want to buy VIP tickets to any of the Days of Thunder, you can get those off of our website as well. Um, and I would encourage that if you yeah, want to have a, a nice seat and some good food, courtesy of Sunny's Barbecue and a great view of the stage. There and I, I have to add um, something to that because this is just as important. Private bathrooms. <laughs> you have, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. The bathrooms, that is another room. feature of <laughs> yeah. getting a VIP ticket. Uh, that's almost a, like a medallion of gold you just hold in your hand and don't tell anyone Isn't about. It? <laughs> <laughs> Funny yes, thing was you is know, that and, they, got, and they also get, you know, three free beverages of their choice, too, in the tent. And Sonny's does a wonderful job catering that every year. So those tickets are available for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and then on Sunday, with the entertainment, we rounded out with another local band called Rebel Heart, uh, followed by Bad Ink, which is a Bad Company tribute, then Foreigner tribute, and then a 38 special tribute. And we're closing out the weekend with Santana with a band called Supernatural. Oh, so that, that is our entertainment for the weekend. Fabulous! You've done a fantastic job, you and your team. I don't know how anyone. Yeah. I don't know how anyone can pick a day to go. You have to be there for all you three. Camp. That's for Get sure. your RV out there. Get your tent, right. whatever right? it takes, and be yep. out there and yep. enjoy the whole festival. All right, now I'm thinking about camping again. <laughs> <laughs> you better, Dad. Come on. And like you said, here's one thing I'll encourage people too to think about: we have twelve dollar three day passes that are for sale mm-hmm. in advance. They are available at Rossiter's Harley-Davidson, and they are available at Sarasota Ford, and they're only available in advance. But here's the beauty of it. You buy a ticket for $12. If you go just one day and you want to give your ticket to somebody else to go the next day, you can. They're transferable. So um, I would strongly encourage that's the best way to go if you're not sure if you're going to be there more than one day. And uh, they're only $12, and again, all supports the charity, Suncoast Charities for Children. Absolutely. So there are a couple other of major events kind of wrapped around the festival that I don't want to make. I want to make sure that we do not miss out on is the charity poker run. And also there's the clay uh, shooting contest and tournament. So anything else that you'd like to add to wrap around the weekend that others may want to participate in? Yes. This Friday, which is going to be January 31st, is going to be our sporting clay tournament at Knights Trail Park. Um, We can still take people if they want to sign up. Just give our office a call, um, which is 706-3795. That's our direct number, area code 941. The following Friday night is our Born to be Wild kickoff party at the White Buffalo Saloon. Those tickets are $75, and you can get those off the website as well. The great thing about this event is if you can't go to the event, we have over 50 wonderful silent auction items. You can go and register in advance and start bidding on those items, and you do not have to be at the event to win them. So when that auction closes at 9 o'clock, and if you're not at the kickoff party, you could be in the comfort of your own home, on your couch, out in Chicago somewhere, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You could be the winning bidder of an item. There you go. And we're, we, we did that because we wanted to open that auction up to people throughout the United States, throughout the world. You can just go to the link and you start bidding on the items. Um, So that's going to be February 7th. We've got a great band that's playing modern country. They're called Stonebuckle. Um, And then following that is the festival weekend, the next weekend, and the charity poker run. I think we mentioned the bike shows. We have a a light up the night people's choice bike show on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then we have a 17 class bike show on Sunday. 
And then the Fence Finds Motorcycle Charity Poker Run is on Sunday as well. Registration at Sarasota Ford between 9.30 and 11. It's $10 a person, $5 for extra hands. And we've got some great cash prizes, not only for the poker run, but we've got some awesome cash prizes and trophies for that Sunday bike show as well. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, unfortunately, we are running out of time, <laughs> which seems to happen often for us. Um, so in closing, what I'd like to do is if anyone is not able to attend the festival, how can they go ahead and make a donation to the charity now? And how can they find you to do so? Thank you for mentioning that, Deb. Go to thunderbythebay.org. Um, you'll see a donate button right there, and you can donate uh, right online. It'll come straight to the festival um, to go towards the bottom line. And I do want to thank again our presenting sponsors this year, which are Rossiter's Harley Davidson and SNS Motorsports. Um, and then we have a, a, a lot of great major sponsors like FCCI Insurance Group, Sarasota Ford, Whitmer Linehan Law Firm, Born to Ride. Yes. Um, you know, Budweiser. So thanks to all our sponsors and they are all listed on our website as well on the sponsor page. Wonderful. Well, we just want to invite everyone out to Thunder by the Bay. It's going to be an amazing couple of weeks, actually, of fun events and way to support back our community and give back to those that could desperately need our help. So I love that we've partnered together for this whole event. And I just want to invite everyone out. That's right, because we're going to be there. We're going to be having a blast. So we want to invite you to come out and see us while we're there. And Lucy, thank you so much for joining us today. You've done a fantastic job with the Suncoast Charities for Children. And we're so excited to be there to help out and you know it's going to be a total success i mean look how many years you've gone so far and it just keeps getting better and better better. so big congratulations to you and we look forward to seeing you you at the event yeah thank you so much and we will see you real soon all right i want to thank biker life radio you've been a great media partner and keep your fingers crossed for great weather that's right that's it we'll have great weather no (laughs) doubt about it yep counting on that all right thanks again lucy thank you thank you both very much bye-bye Bye-bye. Don't miss the 22nd annual Thunder by the Bay Music and Motorcycle Festival, February 14th through 16th at the Sarasota Fairgrounds. Presented by Rossiter's Harley-Davidson and SNS Motorsports. Bring your lawn chair and enjoy continuous live music featuring Warren. On February 15th, enjoy over 100 vendors, two bike shows, freestyle acts, a craft beer garden, and more. Admission's just $5, 12 and under free. VIP and three-day festival passes are available. Proceeds benefit Suncoast Charities for Children. For tickets and more information, visit thunderbythebay.org. All right, welcome back. That was amazing. I just loved talking to her. She's a wonderful, she's such a wealth of information, really passionate about what she does. And, you know, I could feel that in every bit of that conversation. No doubt about it. And she knows her business and she's really good at it. She's really good on the radio. Yeah. We should probably have her back on here more often. Uh, and she is a biker chick. So, hey, what can we go. say about that? You got to love that, in fact. Yeah, that's and right. And so with Thunder by the Bay, we want to encourage everybody to come out. It's for a great cause and it's going to be a good time. Yes. Deb and I, along with Dutch Van Austin, the author of Demons Rising. The story of the Wayward Scout. will also be joining joining us. So you want to make sure to make plans to come out. Again, it's a wonderful event. Whether you ride or not, you'll want to come check this out because it's going to be a great time. Lots of fantastic entertainment. Absolutely. And the lineup, she just kind of hit the highlights of it. But, you know, that's like I said, I'm stoked about the music. I think it's going to be a great festival. So you do not want to miss it. Put it on your calendars. Even the ladies that first night on Valentine's, you can come out and get a special rose. So it's going to be a wonderful time. Absolutely. I can't even think of a better way to celebrate Valentine's Day because I know I'm going to forget and not get you anything, Deb. <laughs> well, it's nothing that we've ever really did very big about, but we'll be together and that's the most important part of all. Oh, my heart is singing right now. <laughs> Gosh. All right. So, you know, the next segment is the one, the only Dutch Van Alston. Yep. Now, before we get to Dutch, Uh-oh. Dutch has a very special book shot signing. Oh, man, I wish I could speak. A very <laughs> special book signing coming up this Saturday. Yes. And everybody's going to want to be there. You want to be there. And it's going to be held at the the world-famous right. Ride Hard Saloon in Bradenton. Yes, on Saturday, February 1st from 4 to 7 p.m. Now, it is eclectic. It is very 
very biker oriented. And if you haven't been there, as Chuck mentioned, it is world famous and you want to be there, not only to say that you've been to the world famous Ride Hard Saloon, but you also met Dutch, the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, which is book number one in the series. And you want to be sure and buy it because it is a phenomenal book with a great message, great story. And I just loved it. And I cannot wait for book number two to come out. Let me give you two other reasons to show up at the world famous Ride Hard Saloon. The the first one is, is whoever buys a book from Dutch, the very first person that buys a book from Dutch, we're going to do a favor. We're going to, we're going to throw in something. Okay. Deb, you just picked up what today? I picked up three day pass, a three day entrance pass to Thunder by the Bay. So So, we will. So if somebody purchases a Dutch uh, book from Dutch. The first person to purchase that book. The very first person. Yes. We will. Give that three day pass to Thunder by the Bay and you can go for free. So it's a great time. You can even pass it on. So if you can't make it for all three days, it is transferable. And I think that's uh, the amazing concept of that three day pass. That's the best part. So if you can't make all three days, give it to a biker. All right. And make that happen. Here's the other thing. The the second thing. Oh, no. The second thing is you've got to come experience the vortex. <laughs> because once you're in, you'll never get out. Oh, it does draw you in in its own weird way. And you've got to experience it firsthand. So again, that's at the world famous Ride Hard Saloon in Bradenton, Florida. So be sure to be there this Saturday at 4 to 7 p.m. All right. And right now it's time for Raw and Unapologetic. Wait, you've got to say that better than that. Well, I was waiting for you to take over because I just said it's time for it. Okay, but then and you said it, so now say it you were it supposed the right to go, way. the author of... The author of The Demons Rising, The Story of the Wayward Scout. That's right. So here we go. Let's turn it over right now to Dutch Van Austin and raw and unapologetic. Howdy from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave. Hey, you like that word howdy? I changed that a little bit today. I I think that's much better. Let me try that again. Howdy from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave. Located, well, actually, I'm not, I I, I lied to you already. I I mean, I, I lied to you people already. I'm sorry. I'm not in the Man Cave today. Unfortunately, the Man Cave is under minor renovation. Uh, I apparently, I say apparently because the evidence exists to show this happened, but I just don't remember. Apparently, I had a pizza Saturday or maybe several, I'm not really sure. But there is just various dabs of anchovies and sauce uh, all over the garage, and it smells like a, well, can I say French whorehouse? Well, that's what it smells like, because anchovies were everywhere, and and I'm having it professionally cleaned, and uh, uh, and it just uh, took me back inside for the day. Bubbles and I are in my palatial estate along the sun coast of Florida on my 700-acre uh, mansion along the beach where I keep gold bullion on the table and my door unlocked and no alarm. So I challenge any of you to come try to break in. That's kind of what the mood I'm in today. So let's let me start all over again. Howdy from the Sound Studios, known as Duchess Man Cave, which really isn't today. It's inside my house. But I am located on the sun coast of Florida. And as stated, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising. The Story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series. And I am raw and unapologetic, especially today. And I'm also the author of the soon-to-be-published book number two of the Life Behind Bars book series, shooting for June 1st now. I keep pushing it back. That book is called Rebellious Youth, The Story of the Lost Child. And yes, there is some uh, reason why a motorcycle club is called Rebellious Youth. You'll have to pick the book up and read it and find out for yourself. Chuck asked that I keep my segment shorter today. Um, so as you can see, I'm doing a wonderful job of that thus far. But he uh, he wants to fill all the uh, good and jam-packed stuff in today. So thanks for tuning in, and I will see you all next week. Hmm? Yeah, I, I was just kidding, Bubbles. Bubbles says I have more time. Thank you, Bubbles. <laughs> Ever since, she has learned to tell time. She is uh, just like every two minutes or so, just looking down at her watch and and, and telling me the time. So it's been an interesting two weeks so far. Um, Anyway, I will keep it shorter today, however. I will be uh, reading a letter 
I haven't done so in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Bubbles has them stacked up neatly on my mahogany desk to my left and my bourbon over ice minus the ice on my right. Ever so appreciative of Bubbles. Uh, My radio chums, Chuck and Deb, well, actually mostly Deb, have been doing a a grand old job as a beta reader for uh, Rebellious Youth. Um, Deb brought forth a few excellent points that I did miss and I have since corrected them. I know, I know, me making a mistake. The thought of that may disillusion many of you, but yes, it is true. I do make mistakes, and they are well documented in some of the municipality police records. Uh, my little black book, and that time I tried to write, the pen is in her hands. Uh, apparently, I did not space apart pen and is well enough. Uh, and that ruined the entire attempt at a children's book. So, yes, I do make mistakes. Thankfully, I never tattooed any of their names on my body anywhere. I pondered once. I love that word, pondered. Having Babe tattooed on me and simply calling every girl I dated Babe. That way, all of them could feel special. I mean, I'm just that kind of guy. But, um... If I recall, uh, the movie Babe came out about the pig. And, well, suddenly nobody recalled the song by Styx anymore. And thus killing that idea. I, by no means, know what women want. No, not at all. And the exes, if they're listening again, are saying, yes, that is so true. He doesn't. But I am quite certain that referring to them as a pig is not something they want. Now, I may have met a few over the years who have earned that virtue of their amorous little squeal or their pinkish hue. Uh, that's not what I meant, but, but you know what I mean. It, never mind. Pinkish. I, I can say it, right? Pinkish? Good. Uh, but their squeal, their ability to get down in the mud, you know, metaphorically only, that's all I'm saying. Or, uh, 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 or maybe they're a cop. I don't know. But they have one of those uh, little squiggly tails, anything like that. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, my ADD is kicking in today. But for the most part, referring to them as a pig will get you no second date and most likely a repeated need of the groin area. So the tattoo idea died like so many other brilliant pickup lines I've had over the years. You know, like, hey, if I was in charge of the alphabet, I would put you and I together. Okay. Oh my God, how the hell did I get here? I mean, this started with discussing beta readers, and now I'm discussing bad pickup lines. I <laughs> I am in desperate need of supervision. Okay. I am going to read a letter. I am... This letter is from John Bennett of Mansfield, Pennsylvania. I know that town very well. There used to be this trashy Super 8 motel off Route 15, and... Well, uh, never mind. Anyway, Wayne asks, what do I have to do to join a club? Now, there is a question missing a whole plethora of information. First off, what club? What type of club is it? Where is it? How old are you, Wayne? How long have you been riding? At what age did you learn that life isn't fair? Have you ever fantasized about Marsha Brady? I mean, this stuff actually matters because it gives me a little insight into uh, your maturity level and how old you are. So I'm going to avoid this direct question because it's not really answerable. Uh, Why Bubbles picked this question, I do not know. Hmm? You like the font of his email? Uh Uh-huh. And you slept with a John before. Yeah, you may want to clarify that, dear. Because... Because a John and the name John are two entirely different things. Well, a John is a man you have sex with for money. No, no, I'm sure you didn't pay him anything. I mean him giving you money. Oh, well, him buying you a drink doesn't count. At least not in my book. Uh, anyway, I, 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 back to back to John. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, uh, just relay a little anecdote more than I am going to answer this question, because this kind of gives uh, uh, insight into what I think the problem is in in motorcycle clubs in general. Uh, this is about ten years ago. 
a little town outside of Rochester. Uh, I was with my club and a girl and other brothers and this and that. We were with a different club out there raising hell and drinking beer, a club called uh, Excalibur. Great bunch of guys. They're still up and running, have been since the 70s. Um, there was this kid, and anybody, again, under 30 is a kid to me, sat down and was talking. He was an Iraq War veteran, and uh, he asked uh, a guy named Bob from Excalibur about motorcycle clubs. How do you join? What does it entail? And Bob did not glamorize it. He also did not, uh, was not over theatrical and talking about how tough it is. He just gave a straight answer about the timeline and what's expected and, and things like that. And basically what he was telling this kid, and, and, re and remember, this kid is not some little neophyte twit. He really wasn't. And he was telling him that you need to be asked to hang around and then you are called what you are called a hang around. I know that sounds odd, but you can be hanging around a clubhouse, but not be a hang around. And that is kind of phase one of getting to know you. And then you will be asked to prospect. And then the prospect time for any legitimate club is at least a year. Some clubs have two years. Some clubs have 30 days and they're just total nonsense. Um, but this kid, and again, he was not some little entitled twit. I mean, he was in the war, he, he served his country, he had a family, he had a job, he was paying his bills. But he looked at Bob and he kind of shook his head, or not shook his head, and said, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm just going to go try to join one of those military clubs. Now, I, what bothered me the most was it wasn't that he felt entitled. And I know I see a lot of that in these little millennial twerps and, you know, I'm entitled to everything, just gimme, 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 I don't have to earn anything. That wasn't his problem. The problem was more of a microcosm of what motorcycle clubs have become, which is the whole concept of respecting what a legitimate three-piece club is doesn't seem to have the same weight anymore. With the advent of the internet and Amazon, and you can have a patch made and have it shipped to your house in a matter of days and go stick it on your back, and you're done, voila. And unfortunately, that is what is more important. So I, I guess what I would say to this young guy is he was more, do I want to use the word shallow? I'm going to use the word shallow. I mean, who's going to stop me? Damn it, I'm using the word shallow. It was more shallow. He was more, I just want the image and the perception of being in a motorcycle club rather than actually having the uh, uh, time it takes to build that trust and, and, and earn that dignity and all that. I don't think he understood that. Military record notwithstanding. I don't I, I, I don't begrudge him that. But this boiled down to, I'm going to say I, but I mean him. I'm speaking for him. I don't understand the importance and the history and the respect of what a motorcycle club is or was in this case. And he just wanted to put three-piece patch on his back go out and drink beer and, and meet girls. I mean, which we all want to do. I, I don't I, don't get me wrong. But you really aren't part of anything great. When you join one of the theme clubs, uh, when you join what they call a pop-up club, which is these people who just go buy patches on the internet and stick them on their back and, and that's it. So I, that... I, I guess to answer John's question, which I know I was all over the map there and didn't answer it, you didn't give me nearly enough information. And for that, I blame Bubbles, and she will be severely spanked for that. So I, I do apologize. But my advice to you is go find a legitimate club. And, and by legitimate, I mean the ones that have been around for at least 30 years. Okay, I don't know where you live. I mean, I know where you live in Mansfield, and there's a couple of clubs that are dominant in that area but I'm not going to mention them on the air and I'm not going to give me any advice to go speak with them directly or anything like that. But I would try to learn exactly what it means to be in a legitimate, respected motorcycle club and understand the importance of that and not just what it looks like. Does that answer your question? Because I, I know I'm rambling today, but I'm not in a really good mood and I'm, uh, this bourbon is terrible. I'm sorry, Bubbles, but it is. I asked you not to put ice in it. I don't know what you put in it, but it, it never mind. Uh, but if you want your question read on the air, private message me at my website, 
just get your message to me somehow, and I will send you an autographed copy of my book. And John, I will send you a copy, okay? That's not fair that uh, I didn't quite answer your question. Uh, please hit like on my Light Behind Bars Facebook page. Um, visit my website, www.dutchmanalston.com. Uh, and peruse my book that I'm ever so proud of. Don't, as Ricky Ricardo would say, don't forget, I, along with Biker Life Radio, will be at the Ride Heart Saloon on Saturday, February 1st, for my book signing. Um, sponsored by my good friend and the owner of the Ride Hard. And speaking of which, do not steal a motorcycle from that place, ever. A regular patron of this fine drinking establishment was trying to do the responsible thing one night and get a lift home. So he left his bike in the back under the patio. Well, a couple of people who believe stealing beats work any day did just that. And the theft was discovered quickly and word got back that two fine upstanding gentlemen were walking this motorcycle down the road. Well, Jesse got wind, jumped on his bike, roared down the road, and after they started down the stared down the barrel and realized they wouldn't be upstanding in about three seconds if they didn't relinquish their ill-gotten gains, and they wisely did just that. So bike and owner are reunited. So, again, I'm sorry that ADD is just uh, all over the place today. Uh, please be there Saturday at the Ride Hard Saloon. Please come and say hello to me, Chuck, Deb. Uh, as again, BB Black will be there with her YouTube show, Biker Chicklets. And uh, as mentioned last week, we will also be at Thunder by the Bay in Sarasota. So please come down and visit us then. Uh, until next week, folks, remember, no need to die a hero's death. If you trip over your dog and choke on a mouthful of bacon, you are a hero in my book. And from my wounded brain to your ears, this is Yabba Dabba Dutch signing off. I really enjoyed that segment. You did? Well, what I enjoyed was imagining you with that mouthful of bacon. <laughs> oh, and tripping over a dog? <laughs> really? Oh, gosh. No. I have a terrible imagination. I've been hanging around Dutch too much. Maybe that's true. Well, this is what I liked about what he had to say is because the, the reader that wrote into him and then he responded to, you know, it was good advice. I think every club probably has its own... Um, philosophies, values, beliefs, ways of behaving, just like every family, you know, operates a little bit differently. And you've got to find the one that works for you. And if you're not committed to doing what it takes yeah. for that particular club and organization, then you know what, go get the patch. Have you said, like you said, have someone sew it on and be happy with yourself. Cause there's plenty of those type of clubs out there too, where you can just show up, pay a small due, be part no matter what. Well, you know, I must have millennial blood because I'm going to go out and I'm going to get me that three patch thing and I'm going to call them the Chuck Mans. The Chuck? <laughs> oh, gosh. The Chuck Man Club? <laughs> no, nobody can be the Chuck Man except for Chuck Man. No, Chuck Mans. Chuck. <laughs> the, the only, only Chucks or Charleses can join. Can be part. So it's right. all full of Chucks. That's oh, right. Oh, gosh. That would be a little confusing. Chuck, hello, 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 hello. I mean, you can all see it. It's all going to come. Come, um, I've got the patches ordered already. Oh no! I thought only right. if I would have heard his story, his his segment sooner than it might have deterred you a little bit from maybe, doing what you did. But you, you are a true leader, not a follower by any means, and so I can see you doing that yeah. all the way. It's going to be the worldwide Chuck Mans. <laughs> Chuck Mans. Oh my goodness gracious, you are a total mess. But anyway, you know, I thought it was sorry. good advice. And even though he was in his ADD moment um, this That's week, where you know, I, am I, just, too. I didn't know I had ADD. Well, I'm thinking. I think it rubs off or sort of transfers. You know, if you hang around with somebody with ADD, you sort of catch it. It's like hanging out with squirrel and you just become kind of flighty. <laughs> Is that the way that works? Because that's the one I think I will ban both of you from if he's had an impact Actually, on the two of you. squirrel would be a lot of fun to hang out with. He knows all the good Walfa houses. <laughs> he says so, yes. I get that. I mean, we would, we, I'm telling you, Dutch would probably buy into this if we was here right now. But, you know, he would join us. I mean, we'd let him be our leader to all the Walfa Waffle houses. Okay, sounds good. I guess I am glad that I won't be part of that little adventure. As a matter of fact, the will... Chuck Mans are going to follow him. <laughs> okay, the Chuck Mans will be there too. All right, sounds great. You know, go fearless In full leader. Full force. Yeah, up you go. 
All right. <laughs> All right. My gosh. Yeah, this show can go all over the place. Yep. So you're reading Dutch's new book. So what do you think about that? Uh, yeah. You know, you sort of, uh, you know, nudged me a little bit. But, well, you know. yeah. But he you should. are reading it. He I should. just haven't had a chance. I'm making a conscious effort to do it. Uh, and the way he wrote this book, Hear I had that? mentioned to him, here's a little sneak peek. The chapters are slightly smaller in this book. So for me, if I sit down for 30 minutes, I can read a chapter most of the time. And I feel like I'm making progress because I am on chapter 19. But I think that's about midway through the book. And it's really captivating me because it's very different than the first one in many, many, many ways. Although it's just kind of a, it's a sneak peek behind that biker club life that I just probably will never experience myself. So it's been great. It's been fun being kind of one of the beta readers. I just don't want to be the equivalent of a beta fish since he kind of is all over the place. So do not ever make that connection. Beta reader is beta fish because that's not going to happen. So my ADD moment and, you know, so it just, it's good. Um, It's been good so far. It's been entertaining. Um, he's, I can't say much more without starting to give things away. So, you know, I think it was a good catch, Deb, that you pointed out to him that he had the word pen and is separated in the book. I, no, they were together. And I don't think that it was me. I think it was maybe his first attempt at writing. Okay. Not that I found that error. Oh, well, I just the thought maybe you is, might have found no, that somewhere no, there. You know, I, no, I didn't find that. Maybe it was something you got a hold of. The pen. Maybe as you're reading, you sort of, Mm. you know, digested it. Yeah, no, not, no, that's not, he's not talking about me. Maybe Bubbles in an early book, possibly. Okay, well, I'm really confused. I guess that's what happens sometimes late in our show. Yeah, it does. We ramble sometimes too, but that's okay. Um, We've got so many exciting things coming up. I just am so stoked about. Yeah, we really do. It is getting an exciting time. This is a great time of year for us. I mean, things are just going to pick up from here and yeah. Let's go for it. That's yeah. all I got to say. People got to be there this Saturday with Dutch's book signing yes. uh, at the famous, world famous Ride Hard Saloon because it's going to be a good time. It'll be a great I, time. Matter of fact, I dare, I dare our listeners to show up. As a matter of fact, any of our listeners that show up, you're going to get a special gift from Chuck and Deb when you show up, when you say that you heard it on the radio. And the only reason you're at the Ride Hard, the world famous Ride Ride Hard Hard Saloon, Saloon. is because you heard it on 1490 WPR. Sound like a deal? Or you could also be hearing this on our podcast. Right. So just let us know if you heard it on the radio or on the podcast, and you will get a special gift from Chuck and Deb. Absolutely. And we don't want to forget the fact that we are in the process of gathering some great giveaways, some great drawing items for Thunder by the Bay. So we will have a a lot to offer there. So if anyone that wants to come by and say hello, please be sure and say hello. We'd love to hear more about your biker story. Yeah, we'd like to get you interviewed if possible. We want to talk to as many bikers as we can while we're out there. It's going to be a great event in Sarasota, Thunder by the Bay. So be sure to come out and see us. Absolutely right. So one we want to actually acknowledge so far, the first to kind of step up to the plate with something really, actually there's been oh, two you're love this. that are memorable. This, so, is, this is our secret. Actually, I, I, Deb, I hate to actually give this away. I know, it's terrible. I really do think about it. I know, but we we love our listeners, and so let's just give it to them. And we love them, and they've given love back to us. We're going to share it with others. So Speaks Clam Bar, which is located at eight sixty four State Road seventy East. If you have not been by there, you need to make sure and go take a sneak peek at Speaks Clam Bar. Either that. Or just show up at Thunder by the Bay. Right. You might actually draw drawing, right? You might get some see gift if cards. You win some free dinner there or Abs- drinks, however absolutely. that whatever you want, maybe both. That's right. Because it's it's a fantastic place. And again, it's a secret, so I don't want to talk too much about it, Deb. Okay. All you know, right. it's going to be to that special person or people that win yes. that drawing. Yes, and it is that one location. They do have multiple locations, but that one particular location on State Road 70 is what you'll have to check out. Again, real quickly, this Saturday, February 1st, we will be at the world-famous Ride Hard Saloon from 4 to 7 for Dutch's book signing. 
And then we are going to be at Thunder by the Bay. Yes, February 14th through the 16th. Um, A great lineup of music. Come by, stop by and see us. We want to be sure and talk to you and get that out there. So also you want to be sure and visit us on Facebook and on bikerliferadio.com. Also go to any of your favorite podcast channels and be sure to subscribe, like, and share Biker Life Radio. Before we go, what's I don't understand. Why was the word separated? The pen versus is. There was pen is. They were together. Oh, and so they needed error, to be separated. And they needed to be separated. Yeah, I mean, one so. of these days, I'm going to get this stuff. Anyway, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And we hope to see you out on the road. That's right. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb. Heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 a.m. WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week.